0: You're listening to The John Cordray Show, number 16. In today's episode, I'm talking about 10 reasons why men refuse to seek therapy. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a National Certified Counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Hey there, and welcome to the John Cordray Show. Thanks for tuning in to listen to my show. My name is John Cordray, and I will be your host for at least a little while today anyway. And today's episode is number 16, and I'm going to be talking about 10 reasons why men refuse to seek therapy. Uh, men, if you are listening to this, you will relate to this. I'm almost 100% guaranteed that if you're a male, you probably have some reservation, some hesitation, at least momentarily, if someone were to say, I think you need to go talk to a therapist. I think you need to go get some counseling. And men, let's face it, you probably have that hesitation, or maybe there's no hesitation at all, and you're thinking, absolutely not, no way, I am never, ever going to go to a counseling session and talk to a shrink. Now, as a male myself, and also as what you might uh, call or consider a shrink (laughs) therapist, uh, I am really, really... Uh, can't wait to talk about this because I can relate both as a as a man and also as a therapist. So I can kind of go uh, or, or see both sides very very clearly. And uh, I was just really looking forward to doing this episode. And I remember years ago I was actually interviewed on a radio show uh, during the morning show, and and uh, somebody that was listening. To the show, called in, and they asked uh, about why men tend to refuse to seek therapy. And I thought, man, that is a great question uh, because it's something that I'm sure many women uh, and wives are thinking themselves. Perhaps they have a husband, or perhaps you have a husband, uh, and you really feel like you need to go to marriage counseling, or maybe your husband has uh, anger issues, and and you or maybe you're afraid to even bring it up and ask your your husband to go talk to a therapist. And I think it's just a great uh, topic because I think so many men, myself included in this, feel like there's this stigma, even though I'm a therapist, there's still a stigma of being embarrassed if somebody were to find out that you went to talk to a therapist as if it would somehow... Uh, indicate that you're a week because you had to go talk to a therapist so I I really thought that was a good question and uh, I really think this is going to be a good topic especially for women who have a man in their life that you want to get them to go to therapy Uh, but also to you men who maybe you're on the edge um, of whether or not to seek therapy yourself and you go back and forth keep listening because I have ten reasons why men tend to refuse to seek therapy, and uh, I'll have to admit, uh, as a male myself, if we're driving and uh, my and I don't know where we're at, uh, and my wife would say, "Hey, why don't we stop somewhere and get directions?" I will typically. Uh, now, this was before um, smartphones came out, and. and uh map and all that so back before all that back in the dinosaur age where you had to either guess or um uh, you know write down the directions over the phone uh and so years ago before all the smartphones uh we were driving and my wife would say why don't we pull over to the gas station and ask for directions uh i had a hard time doing that uh because i kept thinking to myself i know where i'm going and usually we ended up having to spend ten or fifteen, maybe twenty minutes out of our way, anyway, because I didn't know where I was going, and I had to turn around and go and ask for directions. Uh, and I think I think a lot of guys can relate to that. So I, I would have rather just drive around and find it myself than ask for directions to ask for help. And I, I think there's that male pride, maybe the testosterone in us. That There's a thrill, the hunt, and need to conquer that problem, or, or maybe the, the pride of not wanting to look like we uh, need help. Uh, so one of, the, one of the two want to do it ourselves and have that, that survival instinct, I can do this myself, or I don't want to look like a fool. And I think that is a lot of um, kind of the mindset of men when it comes to therapy. So let's say um, um, a man is struggling with some some topic. I don't know why. You pick it. It could be anger, anxiety. could be you know, maybe alcohol or drug addiction. Some form of problem. And maybe you've been asked, hey, why don't you go? Could you go with me to counseling? Or maybe you were told, I think you should go to a therapist. And there's that part of you that hesitates because you can say, well, I can handle this on my own. I don't need the help. That's that survival instinct in you. You know, I can do this myself. And the, the, the refusal to get help uh, is a little bit of a pride issue. Well, not, not a little bit of a pride issue, but it is a, a pride issue. Or the other, uh, the other side of the coin, if you will is I don't want to go because I'll appear weak. And I don't want people to think I'm weak because I'm a man. And unfortunately, there is that stigma that's out there with mental health or mental illness or therapy. There is that stigma that if you go talk to a counselor, you are going to going to be weak. And that's something that nobody wants to to admit right but the reality is it's not about weakness i tell this all the time to when men come to see me alone especially and they they're the ones that call me they're not being made by their wife but they're the ones that call me and say and they say i need to come in just by myself because i really need to work on some issues and i will tell them the very first time when they come to see me i'll look them right in the eye and i say I am so proud of you. I know it must mean or feel like that you're weak, but you're not. In fact, it takes a strong man to admit that he needs help. And I'm speaking to myself here as well, that most of the time, most of the time, if if I concede or surrender my pride, my ego, and ask for help, then I realize that Whatever it is I needed help for, it's done much quicker. So, what are the 10 reasons why men refuse to seek therapy? Well, one, the number one, I think, I, I just mentioned was shame. You feel ashamed. You, you might appear weak or helpless. Number two, you, maybe you downplay it. Maybe you think, like, well, my problem really isn't that big of a deal, or Well, so-and-so, their problem's bigger than mine, and they're not going to see a therapist. And they put it off and wait and wait and wait. And typically, if you downplay a problem, it will get into a big problem. So when it comes to a a big problem, maybe your relationship is failing or whatever, and it becomes a big problem, it's a lot harder to fix it or to make it better than if you just would have came in in the first place, number three, men tend to be very private. Men have a hard time talking about their feelings and their emotions. You know, guys, you don't want anyone to know your problems, right? So you're very, very private. You keep it to yourself. And I've even had men come in and, and tell me whatever their issue was. And they would say, I haven't even told my wife. That's staggering. I have men telling me things that they've never told anyone before. I'm glad. I'm glad that they're finally saying it and, and getting it out. But they're so they were so private but yet so embarrassed. They kept it to themselves. Number four is kind of a defiant attitude. You just don't want to admit that you're wrong. And you're going to fight tooth and nail. You're going to be defensive. You don't want to tell anyone anything. And you get angry or upset if your spouse or your wife tells you or asks you to go to a therapist. And maybe maybe you got enough to uh, in a rage again. You get angry again. And maybe your wife will say, Honey, I, I really think... It would be good for you to go to a counselor and you might get so defiant so angry and bitter and it just you know your wife will eventually does not say anything because she doesn't want to make you mad so you might be defiant number five is kind of that narcissistic attitude and and the narcissistic attitude is the well i i know better i know better than anyone else maybe you might even think well i what am I going to learn from a therapist? Cause I think I'm smarter than the therapist. The therapist just doesn't do know anything. And so you have this narcissistic attitude that you are a little bit higher, a little bit rank, a little bit higher than anybody else. And to admit that you need help is absolutely not on the table. And so you have that narcissistic attitude because you're smarter, you're better, you're more healthy than anyone else on the planet. Right, so you have that narcissistic attitude. Uh, number six is just complete avoidance. You avoid it. You don't want to dig up anything from your past. You'll do anything to forget it. You'll you'll get involved in things and you'll keep busy and and you'll really just try to put your head in the sand and just never address it, hoping that it will go away. Now the problem with that is it doesn't go away, and a lot of times it gets worse. If you bury something and you try to avoid it and try to get your mind off of it and you don't really deal with it, you're going to end up worse down the road. You might implode depression, thinking of suicide, or explode where you're going to get in a rage and be violent, perhaps, and and really cause some problems down the road. So avoidance is not the answer. Number seven, again, I mentioned this before, is embarrassment. You're just simply embarrassed. Oh, how can I let anyone know? Oh, my goodness. You're concerned about what others will think. And I get this a lot, especially with uh, teenagers. When a teenager comes to see me or maybe their parent says, hey, we need to go talk to a therapist, and they're instantly thinking, oh, my word, what if someone sees me go into the therapist's office? And so they are embarrassed, and and for men, I think especially, tend to get this embarrassed uh, mindset of, what have, would if someone drives by and sees my car in front of a therapist office, or what if someone I know might be even sitting in a waiting room, or somehow they find out, and so they're embarrassed, and that keeps you from going because you, you just. You feel weak. You're embarrassed. Number eight, kind of the opposite, is I'm tough, that tough attitude, right? So most of us men have been told all of our lives, at least our childhood life, is that boys don't cry. I'm sure you've heard that before, but boys don't cry. If you were running and you fall as a child and you scrape your knee and maybe it's a little bloody and you start to cry, and maybe your dad or your uncle or someone comes up and says, now, Johnny, don't cry. Just shake it off. You'll be okay. And that instantly then tells that little child or if you were that, that, that little child that you can't cry. You're not allowed to cry because boys don't cry. Girls do. Guys don't. So you don't want to reveal your weakness by crying. And that's baloney, baloney. Guys, you can be tough. You some of the toughest guys I know cry. Right? It's if you can admit that you're hurt and, and reveal it through your tears, that's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. You have to release it. Right? And I understand you may not want to cry in front of people. But if you can come to a therapist office or you maybe even by yourself and you're thinking through and, and you're trying to process the pain in your past, and you cry, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Many times when men come to my office and they break down and they cry, a lot of times it's for the first time. It's because we're really digging down to that hard issue that they try to avoid or they try to downplay it, and they haven't told anyone really, ever before and they're finally telling somebody in my me in my office and they start to cry and they sob and sometimes they can't even stop it takes them a while and i tell them it's okay i try to release that embarrassment and i tell them this is the place to cry get it out don't hold back any longer so if you struggle with that i can't cry i have to be tough syndrome I just want to encourage you, you've got to show somebody or go somewhere and be weak. It's okay. You can't hold it all together 100% all the time. Number nine is that martyrdom syndrome, right? So he feels like whatever he's going through, he deserves it. He deserves what happened. I deserve this. I'm being punished because of this. And so does that martyrdom or or the victim mentality that I, I'm not going to go to therapy because I deserve it. I, obviously, you know, I made a stupid mistake and now I'm suffering the consequence and that's just what happens. And so I don't need to go talk to anybody. And it's almost a form of avoidance and, and a blaming themselves. It's It's like saying, well, okay, I made a stupid mistake, I'm not going to do it again, so therefore I don't need to go talk to anybody. And then the problem with this is that there's usually some kind of a root issue, something far down inside you that m- made you do the stupid thing in the first place. And so don't think that you deserve it and then avoid going to a therapist. Number 10, the last one, is guilt. 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 So you might think it was your fault in the first place and you beat yourself up. And this is sort of very similar to the martyrdom syndrome is the guilt. If you if it was your fault and you feel really guilty and you're convicted and and you just think, well, I, I just I'm just going to get ride this out on my own. I feel bad. I hate this, um, but I deserve it. Yeah, I feel guilty, but that's why I'm in this place in the first place. So, if you can think of another reason why men refuse to seek therapy, I would love to know it. Let me know. Uh, I'd like to add it to my list. So, let me do a recap of the 10 reasons why men refuse to seek therapy. Number one is shame, number two is you downplay it, number three, you're very private. Four, you're defiant. You're not going to go. Five, you're narcissistic. I don't need to go because I'm better than everybody. Number six is avoidance. You don't want to dig up the past. Seven, you're going to be embarrassed. You're you're afraid of what others will think. Eight, you're a tough guy. Boys don't cry. Nine, kind of the martyrdom or the victim mentality. You deserve it. Or And, and then 10 is... You're guilty, you feel guilty, a lot of guilt. And so you're not gonna go because it was your fault. So it makes sense to you. So you're not gonna go. So if you can add to that list, let me know. I would love to know and I'll add it. Uh, so here here's the thing. All right, so I, I just talked about the ten reasons why men refuse to seek therapy. So now how do you get a man to agree to see a therapist? So I just listed 10 things why a guy is not going to go to a therapist. So how in the world are you going to get that guy to go? Oh, that's a great question. So the best advice that I can give is, is to, uh, actually for a guy to actually agree to go is to, um, some things to not do. So don't imply that you're better than him. Uh, don't point it out don't point to fingers and, and maybe you get an argument and and you you say you kind of throw it out there almost as a way to hurt his feelings I think you need to go to the therapist so don't don't get defensive um, don't be snappy um, I, I if you do he'll get defensive and it will drive him away more than anything so you what you don't want to do is make him defensive and do the very opposite of what you want him to do, right? So if he gets defensive and angry, he's never going to talk to a therapist. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, We talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all... Smell like human. Please follow the link in the show notes. So when you start demanding that he takes action, it will definitely put him on the defensive and he might even fight back and, uh, and it would just go nowhere. So instead, instead of snapping, instead of being angry, say something like this. I really need you to support me in this, and I really need you to come with me to talk with a therapist. Or here's something else you can say. I would really feel loved if you would talk to a therapist at least one time. You see the difference there? Instead of saying what he should do, you're asking him how it would make you feel if he went, and maybe even volunteer to go with him for the first time. So if you give him a way out, because when you say you need to go talk to a therapist, in his mind, he's thinking, oh, my gosh, forever. I'm not going to go talk to a therapist forever. But if you give him just that little way out of saying at least go one or two times, right? So it gives him a way out and he, he can it gives him a more of a time frame. He can, he can say to himself, oh, I can do that. I'll go to this for a couple of times. And, and what will happen then more than likely he'll go thinking, well, all I have to go is once or twice and then I'm done. Right. But a lot of times he'll realize that therapy is not as bad as he thought. And he might make that connection with that therapist and he'll keep going back. And that's what you want. You want him to see the value of going to a therapist on his own. So there's a difference of how you say it and how you phrase it. So never back him into a corner or give an ultimatum. You're going to go to a therapist or I'm leaving. That's an ultimatum. And men have a tendency to either run away from their problems or to fight back and make it worse. So don't put him in a corner. Don't give him an ultimatum. That's the worst thing you can do. So the bottom line is men have a very hard time. Most men have a hard time admitting that they need to see a therapist and for a lot of men having to see a therapist is a sign of weakness and no man no male wants to same weak. and and I often need to tell someone uh, a guy who comes to see me uh, again I say I look him in the eye and I say you know and just admitting that you're weak is actually a sign of strength and that is Absolutely true. I really believe that. If Guys, if you can admit that you're weak, that you're not perfect, and you have blind spots in your life, that's actually a sign of strength, and and it's a very good thing. So, guys, making that call to set up an appointment with a therapist and then walking into the first session is always the hardest part. It just is. It's the 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 kind of the unknown, the fear of the unknown, not knowing what to expect. But most of the men that I see are actually glad that they came in to see me. So once they call me, they make the appointment, they actually walk into my office and I sit down on on the couch and and, and they actually will say, Whew, I am so glad I actually came. Because I almost didn't. And, and I think it's just that sense of getting over that hump, if you will. So if you are a man, if you're a male, and you're listening to this, so if you're a husband or a boyfriend, and maybe you need to see a therapist, I would recommend that you um, just look, see what kind of therapists are out there. There are lots of directories you can read their bios, see which ones that you feel like you can connect with, and then make the call and go. Make that commitment. Uh, If, if you are maybe a wife or a girlfriend uh, and you have a, a man in your life that you really want him to go, then I would say volunteer to go with him the first time, encourage him, but don't demand. So men, we are prideful, aren't we? I'll, I'll admit it too. We, we are very, very prideful and we don't like to admit that we have weaknesses. Um, so uh, if you're a, a, a woman, just a, a reminder is to be gentle yet firm, gentle in your approach for asking your man in your life to go to a therapist, but be firm, be persistent without being nagging, be patient, yet hold him accountable, be humble, yet assertive, be truthful, yet gracious, be forthright, yet patient. So it, it could be very difficult, I know, I realize, that if you have a man in your life and maybe for years you've been trying to get him to go talk to a therapist, it could be hard. And, and it might be you might be at your wits' end and you won't know what to do. My encouragement would be, uh, if that's you and you have a man in your life and, and you've been asking for years or months, uh, ask him to listen to this episode. I'm a man and I'm a therapist and I, I see both sides. And once you let him know how you feel and what you would like him to do, then you have to leave it in his hands. Don't force it, but don't forget about it either. And men, I want to encourage you, if you have a hard time going to a therapist, you may need to swallow your pride. You may need to humble yourself and admit to yourself, you're not perfect, and you might need help. Just like if you were driving, and your your wife asked, "Hey, why don't we stop and ask for directions? Stop and get directions." It's okay. You're going to end up saving time. You're going to end up feeling better if you just get help right away. So don't. My encouragement is don't don't uh, act like you're tough or don't avoid. So if you're on the fence about whether or not to see a therapist, I want to pitch you over the, th- the fence. Do it. Just do it one time. You don't have to sign a contract and, and go to a therapist for a year. You just do it one time. And I would encourage you to go look on a directory uh, and, and find a directory. Find Just Google it, a therapist in your area read their bio, uh, read their website if they have one and give them a call and just ask some questions. And I know making that phone call could be very hard as well, but that's your step, right? Before you go in to see a therapist and ask them some questions, have a list. It's okay. Therapists are okay. They're okay to to answer questions. They want to, they want to be helpful for you and just, Remember that your therapist is on your side. They're for you. They want to help you. They're not against you. So they're not going to blame you. They're not going to judge you. They're going to help you. They want to come alongside you and get you through whatever it is that you're struggling with. So, men, it's okay to go talk to a therapist. Not only is it okay, I would think it's very important in your life. The very fact that you're listening to this probably means that you're thinking about it. Or maybe you have gone and thinking about whether or not to go back. Uh, so I just want to encourage you to do this, to, to seek out therapy. Um, I, I, I really want to try. My goal in life is not only to help people as a therapist, both in my office and uh On the podcast and and everywhere else that I'm uh, helping people, my goal is to help break the stigma of mental health or mental illness, to break the stigma of going to see a therapist because it's actually a very good thing and I really hope that this helps you and maybe even convinces you to at least try it once to go and talk to a therapist. So I really appreciate you listening, and I really appreciate you as a person. I hope you can come back, and I have more episodes uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, I I just really hope this is helpful for you, and um, so I just really appreciate everything that you do. And uh, uh, I hope that we can connect. I would love to connect with you on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, my Twitter is John P Cordray. I love to, to, to meet you on there as well. So again, have a great day and I hope this encourages you in some way. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the John Cordray show. Remember your story isn't over yet. Together we can break the stigma of mental health together we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone.